Welcome to the 1% Mindset Podcast, where we know that everything starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. We believe in discipline and hard work. We also understand that it really takes a mindset to achieve anything that you go after. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of the 1% Mindset Podcast. I hope you guys are doing absolutely amazing. I'm extremely, extremely excited about this um, this podcast, in particular, you know, episode 10, because I want to speak about leadership. I want to speak about what leadership means, what it looks like, how to effectively be a leader. You know, what does a positional leader versus an actual leader look like? You know, and just kind of dive into overall leadership. Now, before I dive too deep into leadership, let's go to the definition of leader. What does it look like to lead? And by definition, a leader is uh, the person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country, or an organization or company that is most advanced or successful in a particular area, right? So in order to effectively be a leader, you have to be able to manage people, right? You have to be able to, to move people. You have to be able to control an emotion that allows people to want to follow you, not have to follow you. That's an effective leader. So by nature, you know, leading will be an act, but leadership is a discipline, right? Doing things day in and day out, that will make you an effective leader. So what does it look like to be a leader, right? You have to be able to make sacrifices, right? You have to be able to be willing to not only give up your ego, but be willing to be able to learn. And sometimes to be an effective leader you have to sacrifice relationships. You have to sacrifice friendships. You have to sacrifice something in order to be a leader. You have to be able to take risks, right? Do the unprecedented. Do things that others may not be willing to do. A lot of times, great leaders risk their lives. MLK, Malcolm X, great leaders may risk money making donations or whatever that looks like in order to be a leader it it cannot be about self right self has to go out the window if you want to effectively be a leader and you also you have to constantly seek good counsel constantly be willing to improve yourself self development personal development that's the number one thing that makes an effective leader a really good leader Right. And I'm not speaking about, you know, I, th- I speak about positional leaders all the time. Right. And these are people who kind of have a title, but don't know how to effectively lead, don't know how to effectively manage people, don't know how to control relationships or conversations. And in order to be effective, in order to be good, essentially, at what you do, it comes with experience. Right. It comes with being able to manage people, being able to to talk to people. People will have to be willing to go to bat for you. What do I mean by that? Right? An effective leader. Now, I was studying someone, studying a few people, but the first person that comes to mind is Adolf Hitler. Right? And I know the, what you're thinking is, why Adolf Hitler? He, you know, he mass murdered, you know, millions and millions of, of Jews in, in the 1930s in Germany, the Holocaust. And I get it. Right? But... What I studied is what made Hitler Hitler? Why did so many people follow Adolf Hitler, right? And as, as I was going through his timeline, see, first of all, Hitler's not even German. Right? 
Hitler was born in Austria. He faced a lot of deaths, or like his mom died pretty young, his father died shortly after. And at about 24 years old, he moved to Germany. And when he moved to Germany, he wanted to serve. Like he, he had that leadership feeling. So in World War I, um, he served, right? So he served in World War I, and he was always at the front of the lines. And because of his act of bravery, because of his push, because of his drive, um, he, actually received, uh, he actually received an award called the Iron Cross for his act of bravery. And that's when his leadership started to begin, right? So as we go through, and I'm not going to dive too deep into his story, but I want to hit certain points that are really important to show the rise of Adolf Hitler. Now, I'll speak about being a leader and having core principles and beliefs, right? Because it's one thing to be an effective leader, but again, it has to be for the people, not for self, right? And where Adolf Hitler went wrong was he bigged up his people and thought everyone else was nothing. And I'll dive deeper into that. But so uh, the Nazis was formed in 1920, right? And as they were forming, this came under under a lot of turmoil in Germany. The economy wasn't good. People, different parties were breaking up at the time. And then by 1921, Adolf Hitler took over the Nazi party. And as they were growing, they they decided, they decided as they were growing their party, because remember, it started as nothing, that they wanted to have one of their town halls in, in a hall or in this facility where they served beer, which was about 100 people. Their, their goal was to fill up those 100 people. And Adolf Hitler, he was able to, I think he was like the second speaker, the second or the third speaker. And he found his gift, his passion was speaking. He was able to captivate an audience to where they listened to him because he spoke with with such righteousness, with such power that people listened to him in amazement. And that's what sparked some of his leadership qualities and his abilities to be able to be able to move people through speech, right? He he was able to effectively move people. Then throughout, it goes on in about 1924, I believe it was, uh, Adolf Hitler, he writes a book. He gets jailed for trying to take over a political party and he got caught with treason. So he was in jail for about a year and he writes a book uh, in German, I believe it's called Man Kampf. But basically, it means my struggle, right? And in that, he speaks about um, dividing humans into categories based on physical appearance. And he he really bigged up the Aryan race, right, as dominant. And he said everyone is underneath. And in order to be effective, in order to be a true economy, to be effective, you have to have orders, right? And we have to, you have to have leadership. And he said the Aryan race, they're the top dogs. And then after that, everyone else kind of falls underneath in line. Although morally that's wrong, I'm going to tell you why the premise of it and not dealing with actual human beings or or, or races, but the premise of order of operation is correct, right? In order to have an effective organization, you have to have the CEO, you know, then you, you can go down the line, the CEO, the execs, the managers, the workers, like you have to have order of operation in order to be effective, in order to successfully run a particular company, right? So in Adolf Hitler's head, he said, you know, the reason why Germany is where it is, is because we don't have this. 
the Aryan race is what's the dominant race or who's the dominant race. And he's unfortunately blamed not just the Jews, but um, people who were like homosexuals and um, just different, different, uh, different races and different people within Germany as the downfall. And again, he spoke with such conviction and such power that people started to believe him. Bam, 1929, the Great Depression hits. The Great Depression was, I know people think of it as this U.S. crippling thing, but it was a world crippling mess, right? And because the Germans depended on people like the U.S. for loans, once the U.S. economy crippled, it affected things globally. So once that chaos hit, so in the early 1930s, like amongst the chaos, Hitler managed to basically gather the Nazi party over Germany as he continued to do speeches, as he continued to speak about, you know, embracing the Aryan race and order of operation and people who, uh, you know, and just speaking about this dominance and how to fix Germany. And through a few deaths within leadership in Germany, Adolf Hitler was now voted um, the man, the guy, it's not the president, but the dictator, so to speak, of Germany. And for 12 years, and here's what's fascinating and unfortunate at the same time, 12 years, Hitler, after he runs for president in 1932, for 12 years, he causes havoc on the Jews and other people within Germany. Why do I say for, why is the 12 years significant? It's not, it's significant because for 12 years, he had people believing he had people believing that there was a dominant race, you know, that everyone else isn't worth it. He had other countries, you know, collabing with him. He went into other countries and took them over. He had such powerful, he had such a powerful regime that people started to listen to what he said. Right? People started to listen. Now, why why is that big? You gotta understand, Hitler, he wasn't even German. He wasn't German. He was born in Austria. Someone who wasn't even German convinced the German people through leadership, right? It's you don't get away from the fact that he was a leader. Again, wrong purpose, right? His his morals were completely off. His his principles may not have been there, unfortunately, but he was effective leading people. He was effective being able to figure out the trigger points that gave people an emotional response that say, you know what, I'm going to go to bat for him. It was morally wrong to basically... Met, mass murder millions of Jewish people. They said approximately 6 million Jews were murdered in concentration camps. Like, there is no right way, no correct way to say morally, what I'm doing is correct, you're better than I am. But he managed to convince the Nazi party and people throughout Germany through the power of tongue, through leadership, to work his way from being in the military, 
in Germany, serving in World War I, winning an award, starting the Nazi party from scratch where there's nothing, and building it up to a place that no one has taken it before. You cannot think about leadership, unfortunately, and not think about Adolf Hitler. And why am I speaking about him and not other great leaders, right? There's tons of great leaders. You know, Gandhi's the mother Tariq. There's so many effective great leaders that did a lot of great things. But I want to, sh- the reason why leadership, I'm speaking about leadership today, because in order to be a leader, you got you have to understand that leading is, it's an act, but your purpose of being a leader, it may be yours, but it was a t- intended to help others. So when you become a leader in whatever sense that, whatever that looks like, whether it's a leader in your company, you become a manager, you're leading uh, you know, you're leading an organization. It cannot be about self, right? While Hitler was incarcerated for the year and he wrote his book that ended up becoming, ended up selling thousands and thousands of copies, he thought about stuff. He thought about being, you know, the dominant race, being, figuring out a way to be dominant and dismissing everyone else. When you're a leader, the people under you feel just as responsible for your end, for the end goal as anyone else, right? So it's not just, it's not okay to be a leader and to be effective and to sacrifice and to take risk and you're doing it for, and you're doing it for self. That's not an effective leader. And you lead by example, right? I can't tell you to run through this brick wall for me if I'm not willing to run through it myself. I can't say I want to make America great again if I'm not doing everything I possibly can to make America great. Now, that's not, it seemed like a a Trump slight and it wasn't. I just happened to use his, you know, his thing because he's currently the president. There's a lot of controversial things that's happening to him, but but that should speak about leadership, right? The fact that there's so many things controversial and it seems like you've been about self this whole time, that's a problem. That's not an effective leader. That's what's called a positional leader. You have this title, and because you have this title, you abuse power. A lot of times we abuse power as a leader and not understand that in order to be effective, in order to to lead, you're doing it for the people. You have to lead people. You have to lead them through problems. You have to lead them through purpose. You have to lead them through success. Everything in order to be effective, you you become the leader of not yourself, but so many other people. Think about it, right? The, the purpose of being a leader is to help people. So today you have to make sure you control your emotions, right? It, cannot, it can never be an emotional thing when it's a leader, when when it means becoming a leader, I'll give you a great example. So, um, I I have an I have an assistant uh, that I that I work closely with, and she's great, right? I think she does an amazing job in certain areas, but sometimes she slacks off. But when she's on it, she's on it. But I know that in order for me to really advance or get to where I want to get to. I have to be around people who can not only help push me, 
or help with different projects, but they have a responsibility themselves. They feel a part of it, right? And I've done, I felt like I've done everything to make her feel a part of this project like it's her own and it's still not taken seriously. And I feel bad because she's had a lot of things happen to her within the last few weeks. But in order for me to be effective, you know, not only for me and for my company, but just for the overall, I said, I have to sit down and speak to her and I have to make this hard decision to tell her, hey, if this happens again, I understand your situation. I'm going to have to let you go. You have to look in the mirror and sometimes you have to make a hard decision. That could be whether you want to level up, right? And you say, you know what? I, I can't hang out with you today. I have to do something. Or no, you know, I'm not going to chill out today. I have to read. I have like, you can do, being a leader doesn't mean you have an organization of a hundred people or 10 people, you can lead just one person and be effective. You can have somebody that looks up to you right now that's expecting you to properly effectively lead them. So you cannot drop the ball on someone that's looking to you for leadership. You can't not have these hard conversations with people that's looking for you to be an effective leader. Right? In order to be effective, you have to make, you have to be willing and able to make hard decisions. You have to be willing and able to put others first for the greater good before you put your stuff. You have to be willing and able to do everything that you want others to do and be willing to do it with a smile. In order to in order to run a Chick-fil-A, you have to, in order to be the owner of a Chick-fil-A, you have to go through the process um, I believe it's nine months to a year. Don't quote me on that. But I, I know it's at, at least eight months. I spoke to a guy that was in the process. And you have to go through the entire process, right? You have to know how to make the make the burgers. You have to flip the, you know, put down the fries. You, like, you have to go through, oh, not burgers. I'm sorry, chicken sandwiches. I apologize. It's Chick-fil-A, right? But you have to go through the entire process and know and know what it looks like. Why do you have to do that? Because I can't tell you, hey, you're not doing this right. You need to do it like this if I haven't done it myself. Right? I can I can effectively do certain things or I can do certain things. So if I'm required or if I want some help doing certain things or I hire you to do something and I want to manage and lead this project, I know exactly how to do it. Right? I can't tell you to jump through hoops if I'm not willing to jump through it. So you have to understand that when you're building or when you're doing something, if you want to lead people to somewhere and you want them to follow you, you have to be willing to go through the dirt yourself. You have to be willing to crawl in the mud with them. Right? Tough mudder is a phenomenal thing. It's a team sport, right? You you want to make sure your team gets through the obstacle. You're only as strong as your weakest link. That's what they say. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Right, so in order for you to be effective and to make decisions, you have to be surrounded by the right people who are comfortable, who are able, who are willing to go to bat for you. And you have to be willing to go to bat for them. That's what makes you effective. The power of your words to them, it means something. It's like, yo, I can feel you. I can relate to you. I want to help you. 
because ultimately if I'm helping you, I'm helping me. I'm, it's us, right? It, we're doing this for the betterment of something or someone. Right, but you have to be you have to be willing to go through it yourself. You know, a brain surgeon they have to go through residency for however many years this four or five years before they actually can do it themselves. Right? You know, they say doctors sometimes they have to cut to heal. You know, that's the common saying for doctors, and it makes sense. But you don't want someone who went to school for eight years or however long it is and you need open heart surgery and they're diving right in. No, you need someone who's experienced, right? In order to get that experience as a as a doctor, once you get, get out of school, you go through residency so you can learn, so you can train under someone who can teach you to be effective, right? So you can watch over them to learn certain things. And that person, that other doctor that you're learning from, He's leading by example. Because there's no way I want anyone doing surgery on me who just got out of school. You can read as many books as you want. You can, you know, study it, know all the names. But until you have real life experience, until you go through it, you can't effectively teach anyone else or effectively do it unless you do it yourself. There's no way, impossible, right? So that's why I'm saying when you're when you're in the leadership role, when you're in the position to lead, when you have to get to a place where it's come time for you to be a leader, make sure you can do the job yourself, or you know someone who can do it that effectively and that efficiently. Turn, but make sure you're willing to go through the dirt with them. So if they have to stay up late to finish a project, you're staying up late too, right? That's what makes you a leader. Willing to sacrifice not only for yourself, but for other people. So I hope this message really hit home. It's not crazy long, right? I didn't want this to be extremely long, but I wanted I want you guys to to really put things into perspective, right? When I was reading this stuff about Adolf Hitler, why I was so amazed by it was because I was curious how could one man come up through the ranks and effectively brainwash so many people to commit such an uh, ugly, egregious, like, crime, right? How can one person do that? How can, you know, the, how did the Nazi party become so big? He's a great speaker, right? He spoke with conviction. He led by example. He went to prison for uh, for treason because he was trying to take over a party and become a leader. He was effective. He was on the front lines during war. So he didn't hide in the back and, you know, just chill out. Like he was on the front lines. He won an award for bravery, right? He he was about it. He did that, right? And again, although I don't agree with what he did morally, right? Morally, it was disgusting. But from a leadership standpoint, just far as leading, he was effective. He was an effective leader, right? The problem is don't take your, you know, you have to have leadership grounded by principle, good principles. 
And unfortunately, he didn't. And if he used just a tad bit of his leadership for good, who knows what could have happened within Germany? Who knows what he could have done globally? Right? He's known for so much bad, right? as he should. But the art of leadership and what he did was amazing. So anyway, I hope that you guys grab something from this. This is the art of leadership, man, and and being a leader and what it looks like to be a leader, to be an effective leader, to be a good leader. So as per usual, I love you guys. Take care.